Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about NBA free agency. It's week number two, and we still don't have a decision yet from LeBron and Carmelo. We're going to get in some NBA talk, as well as a little bit of NFL talk. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my co-host, you know my partners from Dead End Hip Hop, Beezy, Ken, and FIFO. So pass the word. Dead End Sports. It's about to go down. Right now. Once again, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That could only mean one thing. It is time for the most innovative, interactive show here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning to the best sports show on the Internet right now. You are locked in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Once again, this is Dead End Sports. The phone number to call in, area code 646 478 0356 again 646 478 0356 this is an interactive show we ask that you not just listen to the show be a part of the show participate in tonight's discussion a couple of ways you can do that you can log into the chat room the chat room is always open and interactive just create a profile for yourself and participate in tonight's discussion uh, if you're on twitter you can hit us up at dead end sports you can also hit us up individually. You can hit up Ken at K-B-I-N-G-E. You can hit up FIFO at F-E-E-F-O-247. You can hit up BZ at B-E-E-Z-Y-430. And you can hit up me, 12Kyle, the number one, two, K-Y-L-E. Uh, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, you can also check it out on iTunes as well. Dead End Sports is now on iTunes. Uh, you can also check us out on Stitcher. If you have an Android or iPhone, uh, go to your application store, download the Stitcher application for free, search Dead End Sports, and you can listen at your leisure, at home, or on the go. And make sure that you check out our website, deadendsports.com. Without further ado, let's get started on tonight's show. So many things to cover, man. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned in the intro, it's NBA free agency week number two already. Uh, so many comings and goings with the NBA. Uh, obviously, some NFL talk as well. Of course, I am not doing this show alone. I will be joined by my esteemed co-host. You know my partners from Dead End Hip Hop. First, let's bring in the beat maker of the crew. He hails from the city of Detroit. Bringing the man, my man B. B, what's going on, man? What's good, man? What up, though? How you doing? How what you up, doing? though? Chilling, man. I'm chilling. How about you? I'm good, man. You know, I, I went golfing today at about 5. I had a 5.35 <sighs> tee time. And, uh, oh, you, you know, I got, in, in, man. I, got, I got in nine holes, man. Got in nine holes today, man. So, you know, Wait, I'm did, did, did you hit it straight? 
my first three I did. I don't know what the hell I did after the, the, the next the next six. The next, I mean, I was hitting them good, but they 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 kept slicing right now. I kept opening it up every time I was coming down from my seat, man. But other, I mean, okay. I was hitting it good. I was, I was smashing it every time. But yeah, the okay, first, cool. first three holes, man, was good. But you know, it's all good. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now let's bring in the point guard of the crew, my man FIFO. FIFO, what's popping, man? What's good, man? I almost didn't make the show, man. I just got back. Man, I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, man, where the hell is FIFO? You asleep, man? Nah, man, just got back from the studio. Working. Okay, 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 okay. You, you working on the album or something, man? Not me. You, man, look, look, everybody. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm not that good. But I'm, I'm yeah, you know, because he surprised me with the tangents and distractions, man. So I, I gotta ask now, because I mean, he, ne- he never, he, he never divulged that he was working on the album. So I was like, damn, when it dropped, I was so surprised. So, I, so now I just ask, hey, somebody in the studio, hey, you working on the album? And last but not least, let's bring in the Professor X of the crew, Black Dynamite himself, my man Ken. Ken, what up? What's good, fellas, man? I'm just uh, sitting here fighting, you know, crime and the, and, and the social injustices of the world, you know, for the last <laughs> uh, few weeks, man. No, you know what? Actually, last month, man, because you know I have an affinity of, of, of hatred for Comcast because of their, their oh, business. Yeah. But, um... Well, last month my my data was extremely hot in the 500 gigabytes. Well, as it turns out that um, we, we had a, somebody hacking into the internet. So for the last since this weekend, I've been you know in my router uh, trying to fight these knuckleheads from from getting in here. Um, so man, that's that's what I'm doing, man. I'm I'm, I'm fighting these these white collar criminals here in, in my damn <laughs> You know, and you know, I think it's these damn kids next door, man, because I don't like the way that, that, that kid, when he came out, man, I don't like the way he was eyeballing me. So, you know, when I was uh, mowing, the, mowing the yard yesterday, man, I had a busy day yesterday. And then, you know, this kid outside, he, you know, he comes from next door, man, because they all kind of weird anyway. So he came out, he was just looking at me all funny. I didn't like the way he looked at me. But uh, but we'll, we'll see, man. So that's that's it. That's, that's what I'm doing, man. Oh, my Yo, God. Ken. What's up? Yo, you don't own no guns, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a yeah, I have a 380. Oh shit! Hey man, I, I need to tell Mo to lock that thing up. <laughs> well, you know, you have a, yeah, please don't blast the kids. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's locked up, man. That, you know, we don't play that. So yeah, we we good here. But you know, um, and I got a story about about that anyway, and and it's alarm. But I'll say that for another day. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. The phone number to call in six four six four seven eight zero three five six. As I mentioned in the intro, man, uh, week two of free agency. Uh, no, no, no. LeBron, no Carmelo movement as of yet. Rumors are swirling uh, each and every day. Um, I guess we'll start there, man. You know what? Before we get started, I, 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 let me just add my two cents, man. Let me vent for a second. I, I'm Uh-oh. I'm a little bit pissed at this free agency process, and 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 everybody knows I like LeBron, man. I think LeBron is a cool cat. I think he, you know, I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he's obviously the best basketball player in the world. But I don't I don't think it takes this long to decide where you. And LeBron literally is holding up free agency. I mean, like everybody is in a holding pattern to kind of figure out what LeBron is going to do. And I and I get it because you know we didn't see this with Jordan and. Bird and Magic and those guys because, you know, free agency, what 
you know, if it is, you know, it wasn't what it is right now. There was no such thing as free agency. I get that. My issue is, is that I don't think it. I mean, like you either want to play in Miami, you want the numbers to work, and you sit down and make it work, or you don't. You know, like, and, and I'm so tired of the Chris Broussards and the Stephen A. Smiths, and the, you know, everybody every day has something different to say. I mean, it's almost like remember how it was back when you were high school and the, and the real fine, fine, dope girl. You know, she was up for grabs, and she liked like three different guys, but nobody. But she wouldn't tell anybody like who she liked. That's how I feel. Right. Like LeBron is like, you know, he. I mean, I know he has his pick. I know he could go anywhere. Um, I'm just a little bit fed up with it. I thought. I mean, we're already a week into. Excuse me, two weeks into free agency. We're in week number two of free agency, and everything is a holdup. I mean, there's been a couple of signings here and there. Obviously, you wouldn't get this kind of movement in the NFL because players aren't as big like this in the NFL. But um, I, I'm a little bit peeved at LeBron um, because I think it doesn't take this long to get everything done. And we'll we'll talk about some scenarios and things like that, but I just had to get that off my chest. I, so I, I'll throw, throw it out to you first, V4, man. What, are you surprised that LeBron hasn't made a decision as of yet? You know, the first thing I got to say is I, I think you're Ken today, huh? And I really <laughs> I might be kid tonight. I just might be kid. You know what? Look, I I feel you. It it is dramaful, but you also have to understand that who's on the Miami Heat roster? Why is LeBron going to come back to nothing? You know what I'm saying? And I get you. If he were to resign right now, then the dominoes will start falling. But at the same time, we all gave him praise for opting out early and putting the onus on Pat Riley. So the onus is on Pat Riley. And as you know, um, the, 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 all of these um, signings, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. just commits, you know, and, and, and it was interesting. As soon as Riley got some, he put them out there ASAP because that's sending a message. And because because think, if I'm LeBron, I'd be doing the same damn thing. There's no way I'm committing to Miami long term, and all you have is Norris Cole and Shabazz Napier on the roster. I, 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 look, look. Hell no, I'm the best basketball player. I have options and I'm going to weigh them. And until Pat Riley until you do your job, I'm not I'm not there, there's no way I'm resigning. There's just no way. LeBron did his job. It is up to Pat Riley to do his job. And I and I said it last week. I think LeBron's going to Cleveland. Cleveland is a better short term winning situation. Cleveland is a better long term winning situation. And to be honest, you know, Bosch wasn't going after Max Money. So I think, honestly, look, basketball-wise, he is a better fit in Houston than what he was even in Miami. Right. Because he's so, playing with a Dwight Howard. He didn't have a Dwight right. Howard in Miami. Exactly. And he would, he, he play, he'd be more comfortable at the four spot as opposed to exactly. playing five where he would have to guard centers and things of that nature. And, okay, so, exactly. so I, and, I, and I get what you're saying, FIFO. My, my question to you is then, I would think that, and we talked about this a few weeks ago before the finals was even over, I would think that mm-hmm. if you leave Miami, you would be leaving mm-hmm. Miami for a better situation. Do you think mm-hmm. Cleveland ultimately is a better situation than what he has potentially in Miami? Yes. Um, I, I think it's better short-term and long-term. Um, you know, the only question mark I have him going back to Cleveland is this. Kyrie has not played one healthy season. So can he right. do that? Can, can this point forward, can he be healthy? Everybody questions John Wall. Ken can attest. I've been pro John Wall. I am pro Kyrie Irving. 
I just need him to have one healthy season. I think it'll 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 snowball into you know a multitude of healthy seasons. You know, seventy plus. I think a healthy season is seventy plus games played. So I think mm-hmm. from here on out, I think Kyrie can play seventy plus games. Andrew Wiggins is nineteen years old. I don't think that right. he can really be that much of a difference maker on a championship team. But he does do one thing that all championship teams need. He plays defense, and he plays multiple positions on defense. So even though you won't get his offense right away, I think that if LeBron was to resign, they didn't trade Wiggins to go get uh, Kevin Love, um, then I, I, I think Wiggins gives them long term. If I'm Cleveland, I'm definitely trying to make a move where I'm trading the whole roster, all my picks, it don't matter, for Kevin Love because I want to keep Wiggins. I want to keep Kyrie, Wiggins, LeBron, and K-Love. Give me a bum at center and we'll be good. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And LeBron has hey, to hey, understand. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, was, I just want to ask you something, Raph. What, what if, what if, uh, what if my Minnesota come to Cleveland like, yo, we give you love if you give us Wiggins and Beyond Waiters? Would you take that? Hell yeah. Well, wait, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Um, I said, yeah, Wiggins. I said, if Wiggins is a player, yeah, yeah, Wiggins. Deal, would you take it? Yeah, I said, if Wiggins. Yeah. If, if, if Minnesota, if Minnesota say, yeah. hey, we give you Kevin Love and you and give us Wiggins, would you would you take it if you yeah. Cleveland? Yes. I, I take it, okay. and, and this is the reason why I would want to keep Wiggins. But Wiggins but what if the isn't option, winning what, any what, championships what the, right now. Right. What if the what if the options to get Kevin Love for Wiggins though? You got to pull that trigger. No, I'll, I'll do it. I'll oh, do it. okay. Okay. And I'll okay. do it. I 100 do it. I, I'm, I'm not even hesitant. Well, I, I would try to negotiate. Don't get it twisted. Okay. I would try to negotiate uh, what, to keep Wiggins. If Minnesota, if, if if I'm Minnesota, and I tell you people, Kevin Love for Wiggins and, and a draft pick, take it or leave it. Like it ain't no okay. You can have that. You can have yeah. that. And, and then this is the other thing too, Kyle. Realistically, do you think Miami can put a core or or or, or the rest of uh, the team around LeBron? You know what I'm saying to win next year? Because the NBA. Well, here's here's the thing. I, I think if you. East, in in the East, are they? Well, I don't know that. That and we were. I was talking to my boys about this today. I don't know that there's a scenario out there where you're going to feel the t- outside of bringing you know the big three and bringing Carmelo to Miami, which financially is Im- impossible. I don't know that there's a scenario that's going to fit where you're going to be better than San Antonio. But what you want to do is, and I, and I'm not a proponent of Miami blowing everything up just because they got beat by a better team. I mean, they had the best. Mm-hmm in the game, but they got beat by a better... You don't get blown out by 20 points, you know, exactly. just on a fluke. So, and I think they lost it. by 20 in, what, what four, three to four games? The last... So, yeah, yeah. So, so, let me ask you this. So, I, 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 question. That, I don't... Go, go ahead. Do you think Pat Riley can put enough of a team? That's my question to you. And I don't think that that... He can do that. That's the reason why if I'm LeBron, I'm going to Cleveland. They have more assets. They have more draft picks. They have three... Potentially three draft picks in this upcoming draft. You, you and they've got a you European Kyrie dude that looks like he used to work at Wendy's as their head coach. I, I'm not. I, and I feel to you. me, I, I don't know that. And we we talked about the the guy uh, Platt. That's his name. Uh, new head coach. He's a coach in, in Europe for the, I think the past twenty years. And he's won championships in Europe. Obviously, the NBA mm-hmm. is something totally different. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I just my thing is if if I'm leaving, I'm going to leave for something better. I don't necessarily know that Cleveland is better. Let, let, let me throw it over to B. B, what's your take on it? Are you surprised that LeBron has not made a decision yet? Because his, I don't want to say his inability, his 
<laughs> the fact that he hasn't made a decision yet is holding up Carmelo, is holding up, you know, other free agents as well because teams are scrambling trying to, you know, make sure that money is right so they can be in play for him. Um, no, I'm not surprised because today, four years ago, he finally made his decision. I mean, yes, of right. course he's not making his decision today, but it took him around the same amount of time four years ago to come up with his decision and find out, you know, where he's going to go. I'm I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of tired of all the, you know, Christmas stars and everybody guessing and speculating and, oh, this is going to happen. Okay, I'm hearing from close sources that this is going to happen. Right. But you know what? You know, break, breaking news. We got speculation that uh, Melo might go to Lakers. You know, it's just like I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of getting a little tired of that now. It's like, okay, yeah, the suspense was cool when July 1st came because we was like, oh, you know, here right. he is, you know, free agent. And now it's just like. All right, okay, it's a little bit, it's getting, it's getting too much drama. What's going on? All right, y'all, make a decision. So, I know I'm not surprised that LeBron has taken this long to make a decision. Um, you know, I, and I, and I pretty much agree with people on, on, on him going to Cleveland and, and Cleveland being a better fit right now. It, but that that Dan, that Dan Gilbert letter, man, that that, that still just that they just took off the website. Yeah. Right, that's another BS for another conversation. But um, yeah, it's like that letter, man. I mean, and I, and I saw something that Jim Brown said that Dan Gilbert needs to apologize. Like if he if he publicly apologized to LeBron James, maybe that's a step in the right direction. But his ass, I don't think he's going to do that. To be honest with you, I don't think he's going to apologize to LeBron unless he wants to get that business, get those businesses back in Cleveland. I think he will. You think he will? Yeah, well, I think he will because he wanted. I mean, the fact that they took it. I mean, I didn't. None of us knew until they said something. None of us knew that the that letter that Dan Gilbert wrote was still on Cleveland's. Because I mean, let's just keep it real. How many of us is going have gone to the Cleveland Cavaliers website since LeBron James right. left? Uh, that being right. said, no, I think he'll. I don't know if there necessarily will be a public apology, but I know he will definitely apologize and say, "Hey, you said some things, I said some things, and you know, we we both should have, you know, kind of handled it like men instead of like little boys." Blah 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 blah. So I, I think there'll definitely be an apology. I don't know that there necessarily will be a public apology, but there'll definitely be an of apology. Course, of course, he's going to suck up to him now because he knows if LeBron Gump comes to a team, that team is going to be worth. You know, the value of that team is going to be probably tripled the moment LeBron James announced that he's going back to Cleveland. So, hell yeah, he's going, he going to apologize and suck up and kiss ass. I mean, of course, the man, the man, man ain't, uh, he ain't playing when it comes to his bread. So, yeah, right. of course. I, I, of course he's going, I, I think he should do it publicly. I, it would be kind of funny and, and, and tripped out if he do it publicly since he want to public, publicize that letter that he wrote. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just going, I'm about to, I'm going on a rant. But yeah, I'm not the, I'm not, at the end of the day, I'm not surprised that LeBron is taking it long. I mean, yeah, he needs to hurt, you know. Well, I ain't going to say he needs to hurt. Who am I? I mean, you know, he, it's, it's, his, it's his future. It's, it's, it's whatever decision he wants to make. If he want to make the decision in another five or six days to make us wait, that's LeBron James. But, but, the, but to answer your question, no, I'm not surprised. Because he, he, let, he let us this long in four years ago. So I'm not surprised at all. And you, you, you brought me to, to something there. I didn't even think about how long it took him to – come to the quote-unquote decision. So uh, that's, we'll definitely keep that in mind. Um, phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Uh, we got a couple of people uh, on the line. Uh, let me throw it to Ken before we jump to the phone lines. Ken, uh, what's your take, man? You, you, you like LeBron, man. You really like LeBron. You <laughs> Much like me, you, and FIFA. We picked Miami to win it all, and they didn't. 
Um, you know, so what's your take, man? What, do you are you surprised that you know we're all, we're already into week two and we have not heard anything publicly from LeBron at all? When you have a plan, you stick to it. It's not for you or me or Chris Brassard or anybody else to like. Um, it's up to me or LeBron, I should say, to stick to the plan that he created. This is what he wanted to do. I have no issues with it. I, I have the issues, like you stated earlier, you and B stated earlier, I have the issues with the circus. The circus is, is I don't think it's LeBron per se, Cal. And they, I no, think it's not. the circus around him. Yep. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if there wasn't so much attention around this, these, these, these um, fake reports, these tweets, the leaves are blowing this way by Christmas mm-hmm. Star, the stuff that's causing this panic on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? Then it wouldn't, it, I, I doubt it would agitate you as much as it does. You know, we would just kind of sit back and we would just wait. But with all of this stuff going on and people quoting these, these fake-ass sources, that, that they don't have, you know, and I don't believe all of the sources that, you know, are legit, then, yeah, it, it's kind of annoying because I'm, I, I go on Twitter and people are just going crazy. It was yeah. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday night. People were like, oh, Cleveland back, uh, LeBron back to Cleveland. I had to log off because yeah. I could not find anything of value to support any of this stuff. It was just Twitter. All because of Chris Roussard. I'm sorry, I cannot trust him right now. There's only Chris Broussard was the same guy that told us that LeBron was going to Chicago four years ago. <laughs> right, right, Thanks. exactly. There's only one person that 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 I think is 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 of some some type of credit as a source, and that's Brian Windhorst. The guy from yeah, Long I like Long West was a kid, and so Stephen A. Anybody? Yeah, Stephen A. Stephen A. said that he was going to go to Miami. Everybody ball, and Stephen yeah, A. was true. the only one that was right. That's true. Yeah, so so if, if, if Stephen A. is reporting that Melo that Melo is waiting on LeBron, and Melo hasn't made a decision when everybody was reporting that Melo was going to make a decision Monday, you know what I'm saying? Then I, you know what? I, I guess I'll listen to it a little bit, but. No, man, I, I, I'm not surprised. I, he wanted to sit back, evaluate the open market. This is not a great creative class uh, that's out there, so I think he wants to see what's going on. I think that LeBron, Bob, and Wade have spoken. I don't believe those reports. They know exactly what they're doing. I think they're just manipulating the media. Look, this is what they're doing. They're doing what the politicians do, right? When, when, when something happens, something goes awry, what happens if it was a training training exercise that went bad or it was friendly fire. They're just mm-hmm. playing all out in the media. And they they know exactly what they're doing. They've talked about it and they're going to stick to the plan that they created. You are not going to sit here and tell me and I know we have people waiting, but I'm, you're not going to sit here and tell me that after LeBron opted out and after Wade opted out of Bosch, you're not going to sit here and tell me that they sat down together, had a meeting and they walked away um, not knowing what LeBron was going to do. Are you really going to sit here and tell me that? And not 
and, and wait, and, and help me with my timeline, people. LeBron opted out. They met, and then Wade and Box opted out. Is that how it went? I think so. Huh? No, I didn't go that way. Uh, LeBron opted out, then the other two opted out, then they met. Then they met. Okay. So, so everybody was opted out at that point. But, but, but let's apply some common logic here, right? Wade and Bosch has 20-something million guaranteed. There's no way in hell that two, three guys that have played together for the four year, last four years would walk, would not know what each other, what, what they're going to do. I, I just refuse to believe it because Wade is but, not going to walk. Ken, you, I, I think you're, you're slightly off, though. You're, you're slightly off. Because so, okay. they knew what Bosch, Bosch and Wade, they know what, what their plan was and what they were going to do. Nobody knows what LeBron is going to do. That's See, the I difference. don't believe that. I, I don't believe and that. I don't believe that. He's the best player. He opted out. He's the one with the most options. Wherever LeBron goes next year, if it's the damn Charlotte Hornets, they are a title contender. That, that LeBron is the power in the NBA. Wherever he goes, that's where the power gets won to. That's how good he is. Of course, if, look, all I'm saying is this. LeBron could have been very not direct in that meeting, and that could have swayed them. He, LeBron could have been like, yo, real talk, man, I don't know if I'm going back to Miami. Um, you know, y'all do what y'all do, but I'm definitely going to, you know, do my, look into my options. By him can just you, simply saying that, you don't know where he's going. Right. So can you explain to me then why Wade, after the year he had, mm-hmm. considering all, all of his health conditions, why he would walk away from $20 million guaranteed, not knowing what that man was, is going to do? Knowing that if he question. does that, he's not mm-hmm. going to get that money from somebody else or from the Heat. You know why? Because I'll tell you this. He knows that he's a that he's going to have a guaranteed contract for at least three to five years with Miami, even if it's not at twenty some million, because that twenty some million was only one year. You see what I'm saying? He knows he's going back to Miami regardless. If Bosch leaves, if LeBron leaves, D Wade is going back to Miami. Where is D Wade going? He's, he's going not to going anywhere. Miami <clears throat> player, and he's going to be in the front office the day he retires, bro. That's so Wade's if I'm so if I'm hearing this correctly, you're saying that regardless of what LeBron or Bosch does, if they both leave, that the Miami Heat organization will go ahead and re-sign Wade and give him his 20 mil. No, they're not going to give him 20 million, but they're, they're exactly. going to get paid. I mean, he, he knows that he's going to go back to Miami. I think, to, to answer your question, Ken, I think what happened was Wade knew he couldn't opt into that contract and let Le, and LeBron would still get his max money. So when LeBron exactly. said, "Okay, well, hey, I need, I want max money," I mean, Wade's hands, his hands were tied. I mean, you, he, he wants another shot at the ring. He wants to still, he wants to keep the gravy train going. So, you know, Wade is the one who's not leaving Miami. <laughs> Bosh exactly. or LeBron, who knows? You know, so but I, there, there's some. I, I see where you're coming from, Ken. There's definitely some validity to it. I, I think that they may know something, but ultimately, and I said it last week. I had a better idea last week as to where I thought LeBron was going to go and where I thought Carmelo was going to go and subsequently, you know, everybody else. But right now, man, I, I, I really don't know. Um, phone number to call in, area code 646 
646-478-0356. You're locked into the best sports show on the Internet. You're locked into Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners in crime, BZ, FIFO, and Ken. You know them from Dead End Hip Hop. Dead End Sports, man. We're the best. Uh, let's jump to the phone lines. we got callers holding. Let's not keep them waiting any longer. Let's go to 803. 803, you're on live with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, this is Slow Motion calling from the Dirty South. Rock Vegas, oh, what Rock up, man? Hill. What's going on? What's going on, fellas? What's up? What's up? Loving the show, loving the show, loving the commentary, man. Hey, wanted to, wanted to comment on um, y'all mentioning about what's taking so long. If guys were signing, you know, immediately after opting out, what would we be watching on TV right now? Absolutely nothing. True. We're looking Summer at the, selecting, selecting for the All-Star game, baseball. Who watches that? Nobody. I mean, come on, man. So... I'm not upset about you know guys guys holding out. You guys made some, made a, made some good points. Um, I can't really know, recall. My, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know what? And, and, and to what what you're saying about um, I, I want to just add in. You're, you're right, but only from from the perspective of of Chris Rispar, ESPN, and all of these media outlets like Bleacher Report, because all they're doing is they're taking this. This um this uneasiness that's around the NBA and around Miami and LeBron's decision part two and there are they are milking this into views into hits into ratings over and over again. I think with the athletes, I don't think the athletes themselves will play much into what the media would do or what what type of interest the the NBA will gain from it all. I think some of these athletes are really sitting down. They're really you know, trying to figure out what the organization is going to do and what they are going to do that's going to help them uh, better their their playing career. But but you're absolutely right. With, with if if a decision was made by Melo and LeBron and Wade and Boss as soon as they opted out, oh oh oh, ESPN would be starving right now. Right, and I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. That I mean, these guys, it's a big decision for these guys. You're talking about. It's a lot of money on the table, you know. They're making decisions, you know, what they're going to be, you know, make their homes the next four or five years. I mean, one thing I will say, that decision about um, D-Wade, Bosh, and LeBron opting out, they probably knew that they were going to opt out this year. But I guarantee you, I'm not sure if D-Wade knew that LeBron was going to be asking for max money because if I'm him, why am I walking away from $40 million? I got three rings. I got an MVP. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> okay. So, so, but, but here's the thing, though, Mo. Here's, and, and what I was just telling Ken right before we brought you on. My thing is this. I don't know, and, and FIFO made a good point, too. I don't know that Wade, if Wade stays in that contract, LeBron can't get his max money. So he would take less to play long. Because think about it like this. Like FIFO said, Wade is going to get a front office gig. He's going to play for another three, maybe five years. And he's Negative. Retire. He, Negative. He's not going anywhere. Katie, Katie, first of all, Wade has two years left. He's going to get $40 million. I'm not opting out for what? He was there. He was. I got three rings in the MVP. I got one by myself without the big three. My, my career is solidified. I'm about to cash in. Wade has two years left, man. He's done. 
So I'm gonna just man, say, okay, I'm see, I'm but wait, hold on. Off see, wait. But there, but there, there's um, another point too. There's another point too. They all three of them signed this contract for one reason. They knew that this day was coming. They, you're 100 right. right. They knew that this day was coming. But not just to opt out. They knew that they had to renegotiate their contract because if you look at the salary cap, they're going to go into that double penalty. You see what I'm saying? Do you really mm-hmm. want to put your offer into that? Like, everybody's aware. Everybody, they all knew because as soon as you do the salary cap numbers going up into that year, they know. They know all of the numbers. They know all of the I get, numbers. I get that. Hey, but, so, but at this point, in, but at this but, point in D-Way's career, he's the mm-hmm. only one that cannot get a, a max deal. Bosch is going to get a max deal, as we can see yep. from Houston. Right. And, and, and LeBron <clears throat> definitely get a max deal from multiple teams around the league. D-Wade right. is not getting a max deal anymore. Hey, and I'm a, I'm a big Knicks fan. Kyle will tell you, I've been a Knicks fan from day one. We, we You know, LeBron, I mean, Sotomayor could have opted out, freed up some money. But why would he opt out? He's not going to get $23 million from anybody else. But he don't be the boss. But he hasn't played for championships. But here's the thing. How close has Amari gotten? Western Conference Finals one time. I got that. But listen, the thing about it, listen. He could have opted out this year, same as Melo, freed up money, and we could have possibly bought LBJ to New York. But you know what? Why would he do that? He's not going to get $23 million for the rest of his career. Okay, so let me, since you brought up Melo, I know, like you said, you're a huge news Knicks fan, and a uh, phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Call us, we, I see more people calling in. Uh, we're going to jump to your calls right after we uh, finish up with Mo. Um, last question for you, Mo. You're a Knicks fan. Can you see a scenario, and I threw this out there to you earlier today, can you see a scenario where Bosch takes the max money and Miami makes a run at Carmelo to come to South Beach. Man, it's, it's possible, but but once again, that's thirty million dollars Melo's leaving back at NY to go down to Miami and possibly take fifteen or sixteen. Nah, man, I don't see it happen. And especially no. Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson has come in and made some moves right away, and possibly making more moves. You know, to keep Melo in the house, to build a team. You know, he's you know he's already been proven. Hey, MJ didn't win the championship until he played in the triangle. Kobe you know didn't win until he played in the triangle. You know, you we, know all, we gave you the, gave you the max deal. We, I said I'd make some moves moves for you. You know, give me time. That's a lot of money being left on the table. Dude. <clears throat> That's true. That is true. That is true. And, and what, you know what? what you got, people? You're also right about Carmelo. I've been saying this for years. Ken and B can back me up. Carmelo would dominate the triangle offense. He was built exactly. for the We talked about that the other day, uh, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> he is built for the triangle. So the, yo, that's the re- yo, him, him and Phil Jackson, you're, there's no way that you're going to stop him. Now, the question is Derek Fisher. Can he connect with the team? But at the same what time, I think so. Huh? You know, but I, um, I think I think Phil Jackson is going to get rid of a lot of those knuckleheads. I think J.R. Smith. You, I, I think we're going to see him. He'll probably say, but you know, Amar Shepard. They're trying to get rid of Amari Stoudemire. You know, salary dump. You know, with Philly, Philly might take him. 
So, you know, it, it, Lil Jackson is going to do the right thing, and I think Melo stays. He's comfortable. He's built for a triangle. I just – Derek Fisher's a question mark. That's you know what? I, I wasn't a big I wasn't a big fan of Fisher in the very beginning, but I thought about it. You know what? He's always been on the field. Mm-hmm. He has played pivotal parts in the organization he's been in. He just hadn't been you know that guy off the bench. He's been big for several organizations. I mean, mm-hmm. look at look at Durant. How much how much Durant has matured since D. Fisher's been there. So yeah. he's you know he's got a, he's got a relationship with the players. He knows the triangle. And mm-hmm. he's somebody that's not going to be intimidated when Phil Jackson walks into a practice and starts giving them pointers and stuff. Time will tell. Time will tell. So we got to against it, Mo. Let's jump to the next caller, Mo. Hey, as always, man, thanks for calling in, bro. We definitely appreciate it. Hey, thanks Thank for you. having me, man. Dead in for life. No uh, doubt, no it. doubt. Appreciate it, all. Phone number, Mo, called area code 646-478-0356. Let's jump to area code 530. 530, you're locked in live to Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Manvir, and I'm calling from uh, Yuba City, California. What's going on, man? Kelly. Kelly in the house. What's up? Uh, my, uh, my question's uh, regarding LeBron James. If he heads back to Cleveland, how will like all the young players react to like the playoffs and having no uh, playoff experience? That's a very oh, good question. That's a good, that's that a good question. A very that's good a, question. That's a good question. Because if, if, if you LeBron, are you dependent on these young guys who've never been battle tested ever before to to you know help you in the battle in the you know Eastern Conference Finals, you know the in the, in the NBA Finals? So that's a good that's that's a good way to put it, man. Like you know, at least in Miami, he kind of got some guys that's you know that's been there before, been there, done that. But yeah, it, yeah, it will be interesting to see. Him, you know, putting Kyrie Irving on the main stage, you know, a rookie named Andrew Wiggins being put on the main stage his rookie season, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I think, yeah, you can. That is kind of that's a good question. That is kind of questionable. I mean, is you LeBron James? Are you putting that much faith in, into those young guys like that, Anthony Anthony Bennett? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah, that's 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 a good way to think of it that way. And, and I think another, to, to B's point, I think one thing you have to kind of remember is that, you know, we saw it just a few weeks ago in the finals where we saw LeBron kind of looking around like, man, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I didn't I didn't come here to, to, to carry this, to literally carry this team and do it all because there were points during the finals where it, it literally looked like it was five on one and LeBron was just doing it all. And my question is, and it goes back to what you just said, you know, you're looking at Kyrie Irving, a guy who is a phenomenal player, all-star within his own right, one of the future stars of the league, you know, but he hasn't played a full season. He hasn't played a full season. If, even if you go back to Duke, he hasn't played a full season. So, and then you're looking at Wiggins, a kid straight out of high school. You know, that's your core. You know, people think that they will make a run at Kevin Love, but do you have enough pieces to give up to Minnesota Hell for yeah. Kevin Love? So. Yes, you it's, do. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic to see what would happen because obviously, if you put LeBron on any team, I mean, you can put LeBron on the Kings and, and they're contenders, you know. But if you put LeBron in the East on Cleveland, you know, they're definitely a contender. But what happens once you come play, once it gets the playoff time? Yeah, especially when you play like San. If you end up going to the finals playing San Antonio with like all their uh, players and everything. 
Yeah, and, and I, I don't know if you, you heard it earlier, but I, I said I don't, I don't know at this point that anybody can feel the team that's going to be better than what we just saw in San Antonio. What you can hope for is that, you know, San Antonio is a year older, a year slower. You know, Patty Mills, is, I know, is out for seven months after tearing his rotator cuff. He just re-upped with San Antonio. But they're bringing the same squad back, and they got Popovich. So, yeah. Good luck to you, to whomever, you know, comes out of the East. Now, now Kyle, yeah. I got a question for you. And I know Ken is running over there. So, Ken, I, I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to jump to Ken. I know Ken. I know Ken is bubbling. I got you, Kevin. But I got one question for you. Have you done your research on David Black? No, I haven't. So you don't know the type of offense he runs? I've I watched do not. Him, and I'm like, I, I, he, he was a point guard, played for Princeton in the, in the 70s, came up. He's modified the Princeton offense. Like, like what he does, he can highlight. It, it's not the triangle. You know what I'm saying? It, by no such, but it's ball movement, player movement, and he can isolate within movement to his best player. Okay. Almost, I, I, I think they ran his offense. Seventy-four percent of the offense, his offense, went to his point guard. But he can switch that up the way because what is LeBron? You see what I'm saying? Like, like he, can, yo, he's gonna work now. He's a question mark as well because how does he relate to NBA players? You're 100% right with Derek Fisher. He, he, he's been in the league. He hasn't been in the league. Even though he's a great basketball coach and a great basketball mind, you know, D'Antoni came in and kind of revolutionized things, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he did. He's been the best of the best. Look, winning championships at any level is difficult. I don't care what you coach. It is difficult. Right. So at least he has pressure. He's been in pressure situations. It may not be NBA, but it's basketball. So I give him the benefit of the doubt because he has that coaching experience. You see what I'm saying? He's going to have to prove me wrong. And and I think that if you get LeBron, everything becomes easier offensively and defensively. And, yes, Cleveland has this is true. pieces. They have three first-round, potentially three first-round picks in this upcoming draft, which is loaded again. You have Deion Waiters, Anthony Bennett, everybody you just named. Give me Kevin Love. I'll take back Kevin Martin. Give me another bad contract. Who else goes to one? I got LeBron, K. Love, and Kyrie. Man, come on, man, come on, man, come on, come on. Ray Allen is gonna follow you because Ray Allen already said wherever LeBron goes, that's where I'm gonna go. Of course. <laughs> There's people that's just gonna go there. There's people that's just gonna go there. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yo, that, I, I, I hope, I hope you're right. I, for for, your, and, for, and for I, the sake of the argument, I hope you're right. Uh, I, I, you you hope got anything else for us tonight, man? Uh, I just want to say one thing. Go ahead. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Dead End Hip Hop, and I like what they're doing with their channel. It's pretty cool. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you, fam. Thanks, fam. Yeah, appreciate it. And, and I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. What did you say your name was again? Uh, Man Veer. Thank, thanks for uh, calling in, man, Veer, and, and thanks for supporting Dead End Sports and Dead End Hip Hop, man. We definitely appreciate it. All right. Anytime. Peace. Peace. Phone number, man, Veer called. Area code 646-478-0356. Still got uh, time to take phone calls. We got another caller calling in from area code 917. 917, hey. you're live on the air with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, what's going on, man? Stephen Ortiz, a.k.a. Grover Box, from the Bronx, New York. 
Well, but what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Yeah, yeah. Love your show. Uh, follow you guys also on Dead and Hip Hop. Love what you guys are doing all around. Um, I'm a Appreciate big it, man. Fan. Oh, man. Love it, love it. I'm a big Knicks fan. Um, so far, I like what Phil Jackson has done. Uh, Derek Fisher, even though he has no coaching experience, I believe he has five rings. And, you know, that alone, you know, playing on five different championship teams, even though you know, the majority of the players are the same, you know, they, it, it's still five different teams winning five different championships. And uh, I also like that he got rid of Chandler and Falcon. I mean, Falcon was terrible. I mean, he got schooled at every other guard. He got schooled at every other guard in the league. It was just embarrassing. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey Grove, I hate to cut you off. Did, did you did you see the quote that Felton had in the paper today, where he said he was he feels like he's an elite point guard? Really? I mean, <laughs> he, he must. He's like he really he, he ranks at the bottom. I mean, or close to bottom, <laughs> as far as NBA starting point guards. And um, you know, I, I'm glad Chandler went as well because Chandler, he just always looked lost out there. You know, he couldn't defend, he couldn't score. And he was always complaining and whining and, uh, you know, just, just I'm glad he went to Dallas. Um, and, 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 and those two pl- uh, players alone, I, uh, you know, off the team, it's a great thing. Now, Stoudemire, let's say the, the, the Knicks are able to get rid of Stoudemire this year, like, you know, trade him or is the, does his salary free up? And do you think, you know, I'm dreaming here, but do you think LeBron comes to New York and stays with Anthony here? You know, financially, I don't know that they can make it fit for, you know, I mean, LeBron would have to take less to go to New York, you know. Um, How much less are we talking? Is it significant? Uh, yeah, significant for his pockets, not for mine or yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, think, uh, I think, yeah, I, I haven't seen any scenarios that would play out, and I just don't know that, you know, with given what, and, and I like, you know, Phil Jackson has made some moves, and I think, what he's done is he's made some moves that has, you know, kind of given Carmelo the idea of, hey, you know, you're not in this alone, you know. But Phil also, what I didn't like from Phil was the comments about, you know, him wanting Carmelo to take less money to come, you know, because here's the thing, what what you guys have in New York, what a lot of owners don't have is that you have an owner who is willing to pay that luxury tax. James Dolan doesn't care. He wants yeah. to put a winner out on the floor. He wants to sell tickets. He wants to sell cable vision. He wants to, you know, he's got other businesses, business ventures. You know, I don't know about the the front office people outside of Phil Jackson, but I, you know, I, I know that he's done well by hiring Phil. Um, but you know, that's what he wants. He wants a successful team on the floor, and I think obviously, you know, they get that back if they can get Melo to resign. Uh, I think the the opportunity to go elsewhere is is prevalent, but um, you know, it, it, I, you know, to be honest, I don't know if you heard the show last week. Last week, I, I almost thought for for certain that Carmelo was going back. I, right now, I, I'm I'm lost, man. I really don't know. You know, the problem with the Knicks right now is, you know, who else? Who's the the the, the, the next? You know, they they need an additional scorer, mm-hmm. and who who do they have right now that's going to be that person? Not J.L. Smith. Exactly. Yeah, it's not J.L. Smith. <laughs> so we're, we're stuck. You know, J.L. Smith is a subpar, you know. He, he, he can't have a player like that on the floor that can't concentrate on the game and be focused. I mean, you know, at the same time, he should be focused off the field, but he needs to bring his A game to the, to, to the court, 
every single day, and he doesn't. He's very inconsistent. Shumpert's is inconsistent. He could go, too. I mean, I'm all for a whole spring cleaning, and if Melo decides to go to the Lakers, then bye-bye. Damn. <laughs> Melo, I love it. Okay, Melo, Melo <laughs> if Melo does leave New York, what do the Knicks do? Yo, man, so so let me ask you this. How, how is the city uh, uh, feeling about this whole um, Melo in, in, in decision right now? What What's the mood like up there? Well, as far as Melo? Yeah, just New York. Like, how's the city, like, are you got, uh, you know, is the city on edge or... Or are more well, than like, like I mean, you, if, you know, it, it, it dominates the sports headlines. And people are talking because it's like, you know, it's 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 a big thing. I mean, Carmelo has a lot of power. You know, he really he can, you know, decide his own fate. And uh, you know, he's been a big player for New York over the, you know the time that he's been here. And he's and he's you know he's won a lot of people along the way because. You know, these last two years, he's really shown that he's uh, one of the elite players in the game. And I think he can only get better with uh, uh, a quality team around him. I mean, he's just playing with the Knicks, and the Knicks stink. So imagine him with, <laughs> with a, you know, a great team. And, you know, and then, you know, let's Phil Jackson. You know, Phil Jackson's kind of waiting, waiting. But, you know, um, I love Phil Jackson. But, you know, I think if uh, if Melo goes, uh, they, get a, they need a big person to fill that gap. And, you know, is it LeBron? You know, is it someone else? I mean, I don't know. Okay, so I got to ask you, Grover, since you're a Knicks fan, it's, you know, it's it's late December, and, you know, the Knicks are, you know, four games under 500. They're on a a five-game losing streak. You know, the, the chance start coming. You, you, I'm pretty sure if you've been to the Garden, you've heard the chance. Fire Woodson, sure. fire Dan Tony. If the chance start, fire Fisher. You know, is there any? And I don't know who Fisher has on his bench that they could promote within. Or does Phil come down from the office and and and, and roam the sidelines? Well, that would be very interesting. You know, I had thought that Phil would do it, but I kept reading that he, you know, he, he didn't want to do all the traveling. You know, as far as the day to day managing the team, but. Could that be possible? Did Riley do that one time? Uh, but I th- yeah, Riley, I Riley did, is. but he, but I, but I think he coached though. He didn't, he didn't, um, you know, he didn't have this. And I think Phil's reservations about traveling has to do with his health and his hip. He's got bad hips and bad yeah. knees. I think you stick with Fisher. I mean, listen, I, this ha- this can only get better. From what we've seen over the last few years, yeah, the Knicks made the playoffs, but. They really just, I mean, well, the Knicks didn't make it this year. Mm-hmm. But the year before they did. But they just they just look like a lost team. They look like Woodson gives them the plays, and then they're on the floor, and they forget them, like, you know, as soon as the, the whistle blows. And they, they, they always look like a team that was lost on the floor. The, the, the defensive intensity was never fully there. Um, and right. you just see all the teams embarrass the Knicks because of, the, you know, their offensive plays and their defensive plays. Everyone was on point. Even the, the teams, you know, that are at the very bottom. I mean, you see them play the Knicks, and, and they look like all stars. Definitely, definitely, definitely. You got anything else for us tonight, Grover? Uh, that's it, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just, you know, as a as a as a, as a Knicks fan, we're just, I'm, I, you know, I keep checking every day in the morning to see if Melo's made a decision. And I think ultimately, I think he stays here. I think, I this think is so his too. Team. Um, you know, he has a chance to win a championship here. And I think, uh, you know, the fact that the Chandler and Shelton are gone, 
I think that was huge, and that you know showed uh, Anthony that you know uh, uh, Jackson means business. Even though Felton, I, I, I thought he was going to be a non-factor anyway because Felton is terrible. But I thought you know I didn't think they would give it a chance so quickly. So that's it, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, you guys. No problem. No problem. Show. Thanks for calling in, bro. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Peace. Peace. You know what I think? On number you know what I call area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're locked in live to Dead End Sports, taking you up until <laughs> hey, eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What up? Hey Kyle, you know what I think? You know what I think might happen, or my thing like a theory is I'm getting, my, I'm about to get my Chris Brasari on. Okay, what go ahead, if, go ahead, go ahead, uh, B Brasari. What if, what if, what if, like, okay, uh, Bosch signs with Houston, right, and take his max money, get his bread or whatever. He got his two rings already. Man, no, no big deal. What if he signed over to to Houston and Melo come down to Miami? Yeah, that's think, the uh, that's that, the scenario I threw when when my boy Mo was on the phone. I I I I heard Stephen A. Smith talk about that today on our first take. Um, and you know, to be honest, I never even thought about it. But you know, this and and this is why I love this show because and what from what you guys listening listening audience don't understand, we don't really talk a lot about the show or what we're going to talk about prior to coming on the show, but. You know, Ken's perspective of these guys have talked about it and, you know, like there's some backhanded deals. You know, it's got me to thinking about other scenarios. So um, I think it's possible. You know, could it happen? Uh, it, you know, Bosch holds the trump card because, you know, and I'm going to get into it in a second, with the money that they're offering Bosch, to be honest, I don't know how you walk away from it. Um, right, right. And, I mean, and, it's, and well, he's been the lead for 11 years now, so – he already, like I said, he got his two chips. So get your money, get your bread. I, I, you know, I ain't mad at that. And it's exactly, a good exactly. Let's jump yep, back to the phone lines. Team. We got a caller calling in. It's our folk, our boy Q, calling from 804. Q, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up, y'all? What's good? Chilling, hey, man. What's happening? Hey, wait a second. Hold on. Hey, Q, man, I'm glad you called in, man. So talk some sense into these. These fools tonight, man. They, they talk crazy, man. I, I, know, I, know, I know you're going to talk some sense into them. You're my, man. my other homie that called in. Ken, man, I'm not first, talking crazy. I'm not talking man. crazy. Well, besides me, fans First and foremost, oh, my goodness. Um, I'm not believing any of this shit because Chris Boussard be saying, I got sources, yet we don't know where these sources, what are these sources that he's talking about, first and foremost. Second of all, Y'all crazy. LeBron going back to Cleveland. <laughs> y'all lost y'all mind. I'm telling y'all, y'all are tripping. Y'all looking at just a roster and seeing that, oh, you got Kyrie. Oh, he got Andrew Wiggins. I'm going to tell y'all right now that you have to put this in perspective. LeBron just went to the finals four straight years. Four straight years, right? And mm-hmm. he lost to a team that was playing like aliens. Like, the Spurs were just out of this world. So, do you blow all that up? And say, oh man, you know what? As much as everyone wants this to be the great, you know, feel good story of oh LeBron going back to Cleveland, you still have to beat a team out of the West to win a championship. Right. And LeBron is twenty nine years old. This is win now time. This isn't oh wait a year see if Wiggins can develop or try and get back next year. No, this is win now time. So if I'm looking at the organizations, I'm weighing the options of saying, you know what? I trust my organization in the Miami Heat. And I think that with the signings, at least, because let's be honest, if the Miami Heat play OKC, they beat them in six games. 
Let's be honest. Here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Played, okay, so you they so, played so, the Spurs. So you think the Spurs, the Spurs are the only team that would have beaten the Heat in a seven game series? Hands yeah. down. Are you telling me Golden State okay. gonna beat Miami? No. Like Portland? No. Houston? No. I mean, I'm just saying. Cleveland with LeBron. I'm gonna say right now, I don't trust Kyrie Irving enough to win a game in the finals. I don't trust Kyrie like that. I like his game, but Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins is not enough to win a championship. I don't even think they could beat. I don't even I think, think they could beat a team like Memphis because you got to think about how Memphis plays defense. You got to think about how Portland has a young core themselves, D.T. Lil and Aldridge. You got to think about the West, not just oh, this is my division. So I'm thinking like this: if I'm LeBron, okay, I'm in Miami. I have at least two top 20 players on my team. And why am I going to blow all that up just because we have Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins? Okay, we have Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. And, yes, Dwayne Wade is on the decline. But he's in win-now mode, not let's see what happens and then go from there. No, same with Carmelo. Everyone's saying, oh, it's easy. He just goes back to New York. No. I don't even know if that's the good thing because you got to weigh both the franchises in L.A. and New York. They they both in a state of flux and they don't know what to do. So do I give up, you know, Phil Jackson to go to Kobe? Or do I just say, all right, Kobe, I'm out. I'm going back. Not, I'm not going back, but signing with New York. Right. So it's more, of a, it's more of a do you want the money or do you want the rings? It's simple as that. And can you – Manage because LeBron's pockets are already fat enough. I'm just saying, if I'm him, I'm still gonna get enough money. I'm not gonna get the max, but I'm staying in Miami, man. Like I just don't see the point of going back to Cleveland when Cleveland that roster might not be even able to beat a Wizards team this year. I'm sorry, like I don't see it. I don't see it. You know what, Q? You you actually that's that's a perfect segue, and I'm and I'm gonna throw the question to you first. I'm gonna get the rest of the crew on first with, with this question. Perfect segue to my next question. Uh, you are locked in live to Dead End Sports once again. I am your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, B Ken and FIFO. You know them from Dead End Hip Hop. We're right here, man, from nine to eleven Eastern Standard Time each and every Tuesday night. This show is being broadcast live. In the event you cannot listen to the show live or you missed any parts of the show, make sure that you, make sure that you check out the, the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. Uh, you can also check us out now on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a review. We'll read it. Um, also hit us up. Uh, you can also hit us up on Stitcher, too. If you have an Android or iPhone, uh, download the Stitcher application for free. Upload it. Listen to Dead End Sports at your leisure at home or on the go. Um, next question. Um, I think we saw, it was late last week, where Dirk re-signed with Dallas. And I don't think anybody believed that Dirk was going to go anywhere else. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I apologize for not having the numbers here in front of me, uh, Dirk signed, I want to say, $30 million for three years. So it's $10 million a year. And Dirk was making 22, he made $22 million this year. Now, you know, it's, none of us are millionaires. I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say none of us are millionaires. So it's easy for us to say, okay, well, yeah, you know, you, what's a million here, a million there? Um, should players be compelled to take less money to help their teams? Why or why not? Ken, I'll start with you first. Should players be feel like they should be compelled? Not 
you know, not by, on their own, but I mean, like, because what I, and the reason why I came to this question is because, you know, when we started talking about Wade a few weeks ago and, and on Sports Talk Radio and even on ESPN and, you know, people keep saying, and all on Twitter, well, yeah, they should take less money. They should take less money. I mean, since when do we take less money for anything, for that matter? But I think, and, I, and I'll go into my opinion in, in, once everybody speaks, but, Ken, I'll start with you. Should players be compelled to take less money to help their teams out? Uh, um, no. I don't think they should. Um, but, and I hate to say this because it feels like it's kind of a cliche cop-out like type of answer, but, you know, it really does depend on the player, right? You know, um, but, you know, if, if you want if you want to win a championship and you have to take less money to do so, then, yeah, I think you would take less money to, to uh, achieve a, a dream of winning a title. A lot of people don't, you know, uh, play basketball. Well, I can't say that definitively, but your goal when you play in the NBA is to win a title. I hope that's what most players' goals are. So if you have less money to accomplish that and the bigger picture is winning a title and all of the ancillary income that you can earn from that, then, yeah, take less money. I, I think what we have here, what we are seeing now, is that we're seeing an era of unselfishness. We're seeing a, an era in where players are banding together and coming together as one to achieve a common goal. That's something that we haven't necessarily seen when it comes to sacrificing money to do so. So, um, but, you know, it, it, it's totally up to the players. I think we're having this, this discussion because we haven't really necessarily seen it before. Uh, well, Brady's done it, right? But, you know, they Brady's wife makes double what he makes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he does. And then, you know what, that's a good point, though, Kyle. I mean, it depends on whether or not you can afford it. Not everybody yeah. in the world is LeBron James or Dwayne Wade. They can't make that type of money elsewhere because, you know, they have the extra brand that they have. You know, um, but some people are Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh don't have a lot of, you know, contracts, you know, uh, outside contracts and stuff like that. Right, but endorsements and stuff. Uh, yeah, he, he cares about winning. That's his whole thing. But like we said earlier, shit, I got two chips. Let me go get my bread. So um, I don't think they should be compelled to win, uh, compelled to take less money to win a championship. I, I don't think so. Look, if if if, um, if if I got a chance to get this money and win a championship, then I'm going to do it. But, you know, if I want to improve the roster and improve my chances of winning, then, yeah, I'll take less money. Okay, okay. So what about you, FIFO? Uh, should players feel compelled to take less money, man, to, to, to help their teams out? What's up, people? Um, I, I was just, look, just to quickly answer the question, to help their own team out, yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, slightly, but, but, but not too much. Because at the end of the day, one of your goals in the NBA should be to make as much money as possible and win too. Yeah. You should try to make money and win. Maximize your earning potential. You're damn right. But, but here's the thing, too. It's like you have a kid, right? Like, do you think it would be that, like, he's already, like, established in school, you know you love the city, like, you kind of are the city, you, like, you're the hero, you're the, you're the next, best. like, Amari was supposed to be that, but unfortunately his niece said no, 
and Carmelo came to town, and Carmelo it really is that guy. Like, last season, he played hard. I think that was Melo's best season I've ever seen him play. Like, he, he brought it every night. The Knicks were just bad. Mike Woodson, you know, look, man, I, I, I don't want to throw shade. I'm not throwing the dirt. But when I watch his teams play, offensively, they, they just don't work. It's isolation heavy. Look at, look, San Antonio was a better team than Miami. Both right. of those teams have seen that OKC doesn't have, which is a system catered to their best players. There was no system around Carmelo. The triangle's going to work, and he's going to get all his money, or mostly all of his money, and he's going to win in New York. Because I tell you this, New York, under the guidance of Phil, I said, if Miami brings the big three back, I think New York can beat them. Because they have it. They have Miami's weaknesses. Minus point Well, no, no, no. They have points right now. They have all the Wait a minute. You, you said that if New York brings the big three, if, if Miami brings the big three back, you think New York can beat them? I, 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 think, I think that New York would be a problem for them. I'm not saying that they can beat them. But I'm just oh, okay. saying we need to. We've got to start issuing drug testing on dead end sports. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. Yo, I'm telling you. I, I, like, I got you, though, people. I, I feel where you're coming from. What What about you, B? Um, should, should players feel compelled to take less money, man? No, I mean, I'm. you know, I'm all about you getting your bread. I mean, you you know, NBA, uh, a 15-career NBA is not guaranteed. If you in the game, I say get your bread as much as possible, man. I, I'm all for about you having financial stability. You know, if a team want to pay you buku for money, and if you know if they kind of sorry, I, I don't have no issue with that. I mean, you know what? I just say I don't. I, I won't look at a player different if he's going to Milwaukee Bucks. You know, with a hundred and twenty million dollar uh, deal, opposed to playing with you know Miami for fifteen million dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If a company, if a, if if a company offers me in Tampa, Florida, or in Charlotte. The same, uh, the, have me want to do the same job I'm doing now, but got my got me making, you know, in the two hundred, three hundred thousand a year. My right. ass is moving the hell out of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So at the same time, I'm, I'm looking at it from my standpoint, from a personal standpoint. If I was those players playing ball, and you know, I'm playing, and I'm, ha- you know, I'm, I like Atlanta, and I'm playing for the Hawks, but I'm making fifteen million. But Minnesota or Milwaukee said, "Hey, look, we're gonna give you one hundred five million in five years. You know, five year deal. You want to come play with us?" Hell yeah! I'm still loving playing basketball, and I used to make this bread as quickly as possible. I'm all for it, man. So I don't have an issue with players not taking less money, you know. But it, you know, this is not the bad boy pissing era where you have players coming in and sacrificing their game and all that little stuff. No more. That 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 time came and went. So I'm all up for you getting your bread if you want to. I mean, you know, if Le, if if LeBron would have stayed with Cleveland Cavaliers and not made the decision that still made all the money in the world at Cleveland, you know, making a hundred million dollar deals, but guess what? He's still not winning no championship. What would we be saying about LeBron right now? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, ah, same thing we I'm should all, be saying about Kevin Durant right, and, and right. Carmelo that they can't win the it, big one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you know, it's, I'm all for getting your bread. Get your bread while you can, because you know you're not gonna play in the NBA forever. Here's my take, and, and I'm, and I'm and after I finish mine, I'm gonna jump the queue. Um, these are the same owners. Let me, like people say, let me be kidding for a second. These are the same owners that 
when this collective bargaining agreement is up in, what, three or four more years? or I don't even know if it's that long. They're going to be screaming broke. The Donald Sterlings and the Mark Cubans of the world, they're going to be screaming broke and they can't afford to pay these players and they're not getting anything at the gate, blah, 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 blah. Get your money, man. There's nothing guaranteed. What we went to school for, and one of the first things you learn in elementary school, middle school, high school, even in college, you know, you maximize your potential. You stand to make more money at 40 than you do at 24. You're not going to make the same amount of money at 40 that you will at the age of 65, you know, unless you own your own company or something like that. My point is is that a guy like Bosch, You've got your two rings. You know, see if you can go get another one with, uh, with, with um, you know, Houston. And and I look at it like this. What if Bosch is being offered, you know, the max, and he's looking at a $22 million contract with Houston and then looking at a $14 million contract with Miami? You know, that's that's a huge, I mean, you know, you might say, well, it's, it's, it's a few million. No, that's a lot of money to leave on the table. And you're not always going to be an NBA basketball when you're going to retire. And, and hopefully these guys, hopefully they're smart enough not to blow this money, but we stranger things have happened. <laughs> Look at Antoine Walker and some of these other guys who've gone broke. And I, and I hope and pray that LeBron and Chris Bosh and all of these other guys that are free. Man, get your money. You you ha- This is the only time. There will be a time in the not-so-distant future where we'll be pushing LeBron James out of the league. We'll be saying, oh, LeBron's too old. He needs to go ahead and shut it down. You know, he won't be the hot dude. It'll be somebody else. It might be Andrew Wiggins. It may be a kid that's in middle school right now. I don't know. My thing is, get the money. Maximize your efforts. I'm not about to take less money to help the company because the difference is Mickey Arison, the guy who signs LeBron James' check, he's a billionaire. LeBron James is a multi-millionaire. There's a difference. He can afford to pay LeBron. The check that he cuts to LeBron is not going to bounce. Trust me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm much like B, man. I'm, I'm not – I would like to take my talents to Sacramento. If Sacramento is going to pay me the most money, I'll go to Sacramento and see if I can win there, you know, especially if I've already won. And I understand LeBron's situation a little bit different because he's about a legacy. You know, he's going to be measured by his titles. Bosh and Wade ain't measured. Like like Mo said earlier when he called in, Wade already won a championship without those guys, without the big three. So, you know, it doesn't really matter to him, or at least it shouldn't. But I'm not taking less money to help these rich owners out. No, I'm not taking less money. You fit you – know, I, I, you're, you're Pat Riley. You figure it out. I'm going to take the ma- – I, I gave you a discount once. I'm not giving you no more discounts. <laughs> Q, I'll throw it to you, man. Should players feel compelled to take less money? Um, the short answer, no, they shouldn't be compelled. But, you know, there's a – but we all know that in the league there are two, there are two types of players. There's the superstars and there's the role players. And then there's right. the bench rod. But when it comes to the money, it just depends on what you want your, your legacy to stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the difference between the Michael Jordans and the Charles Barkleys. This is the, this is the difference between the Kobe's and the Carl Malone's. And it just, you know, it doesn't, like, annoy me, but it just kind of, like, looks a little odd 
how, you know, superstars are so willing to just get up and leave. When they have, I know LeBron has enough money to be set for the rest of his life. He's got multi-million dollar deals in place right now to, you know, he be a commercial on the mall, getting the right. $3 million off that, all, all his shoe deals, all the people that line up every Saturday to get his shoes. He's getting the money. He's a brand by himself. He's going to be attached to the game of basketball forever. Now, mm-hmm. on the other hand, Chandler Parsons, no. No one no one cares enough to be mad about Chandler Parsons leaving unless you're a diehard Rockets fan. That's the difference. So, yes, I'm not going to say that, yo, Chandler Parsons and Bosh and all the, you know, I guess you say stars should right. take less money because they shouldn't. They need to get their money because they're not a brand by themselves. They are a part of a brand when they're on the team, so they have to get their money. But when it comes to players like Kobe, um, you know, the, the just the greats, Kobe, LeBron, you know, all the fast players and all that, even AI at one point. It's you are the face of your franchise, and I feel as though not that you should take less, but to try to make something work. And you know what I'm saying? Okay. So it shouldn't be just a – it shouldn't just, just be, okay, yeah, I'm out because L.A.'s offering me five years at max. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that looks well on your legacy. And it all comes down to if you care about your legacy. And this is only applying to the superstars. Like, if Chris Paul's deal is up in a few years, where does he go? You know what I'm saying? It's just a matter of if Chris Paul cares enough to say, you know what, I'm going to go with the hot hand and just go where whoever is hot right now uh, a few years. So, nah, I don't think they should be compelled, but it's different for a lot of players. And I know that's a little bit of a cop-out, but when you're a player of LeBron James' stature, you should be trying to make it work where you're successful at. And he's been successful in Miami, and I think you should try and make that work. Along with Pat Riley, you shouldn't get robbed, of course. No one's saying to take a million-dollar deal for five years. I'm saying that you have to learn how to manage your money along with trying to get a championship place to win it. And he has that. So it's like, why do you want to take this deal in Cleveland to just probably get bounced out of the second round? I don't understand it. I really don't. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. As always, you, you got anything else for us tonight, Q? Um, but real, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> real quick, before I know he's about to go off, but real quick, uh, Nerlens no Noel, man, he's looked really good in Orlando City, man, he's looked incredible, he's been a Swiss Army knife this whole three games, I think, I'm, I'm very impressed, blocking shots, I think he had 19 this first game, and last thing before I go, all you teams who are trying to get the hot hands right now, the LeBrons, the Carmelos, you know, they're flipping 30 right now. So in a few years, yes, the, the fall-off is imminent. I'm sorry. The fall-off is imminent. It just happens <laughs> to every athlete's career. So while you all are spending max deals trying, trying to get these guys and spending dollars on Channing Fry, the Sixers will be building assets. We will be setting up a dynasty to compete for 10 years because we will, in five years, have players in their prime ready to go. So while all the Duncans have retired, the LeBrons are on the fall down, the Carmelos on the fall, we will be on the uprise. So just be on notice that the block party's coming, and we will come with a vengeance. No doubt, no doubt. As always, Q, man, thanks for calling in, but we definitely appreciate it. All right, man, support y'all. Peace. Peace. Phone number Q calls, 646-478-035. Man, loving the phone calls tonight, man. Definitely loving the phone calls. We haven't even touched on half the stuff we said we were going to touch on. 
But hey, that's what it's all about, man. We take phone calls. We definitely value your opinions. Um, let me, man, before we even move on to the next question, Ken, man, you you got something you want to say, man? T- tell us why you mad, son. Tell us why you mad. Man, it, okay, if you are Amari Sotomayor, yeah, you, you got to get your money. Yeah, get your money, man. But why would you take less to try to help the team win when you know they're not going to give you um, a lot of money? You, you, so you got them locked in. You got them by the ball. Keep them by the ball. But the, but coming back to what I was saying, if Sotomayor himself was more about winning, and he knew or knows that they can't advance the quality of players on that team because of his contract, then, yeah, man, renegotiate your contract and try try to get a chip. You playing with Melo, dog. Like, you playing with Melo, and you seeing what this dude is doing every single night. So if you got a chance to make something happen to win the championship, then by all means do it. But, hey, if you were Mari Sotomayor, you was like, look, I had my shots in Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get my money. Nobody's going to look at you wrong. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, what? Well, was a bit of an outcry against Steve Nash saying the same thing. I'm glad he said it. But, um, but if you are LeBron, Osh, and Wade, and you know that you're $60 million, that you are, you are directly responsible for the, the future success of that team because of the contract that you signed, then, yeah, you have to work to make an adjustment because your your career now is based on only one thing, and that's final and winning ring. So you can't just go to Pat Riley with $60 million locked up and say, hey, you got you to gotta get this out. When they had to let Mike Miller go because he can't. And you guys as players are smart enough to know that. So in that particular situation, yeah, you got to help the company out. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, it, hey, it depends on what your agenda is, is, and I get it, but sometimes in certain situations, hey, man, you, you got to be like, look, I, I, hey, I, I'm, I'm about to be chill. But, but Ken, you like, have to, my, my thing is this, you have to put yourself, and, and I know sometimes we can't necessarily correlate sports to our everyday lives, but you know, it's like B said, if somebody is willing to pay you, I mean, I, and I would never call, and I, I hate when sports fans, sports fans say, well, yeah, such and such is overpaid. No, I, nobody's not overpaid if they're willing to pay you. My thing is this, if you're working for AT&T or, Com- or Comcast, for that matter, <laughs> and they're willing to pay you, why would you, why would you take less to help their bottom? Why take less? That's all I'm saying. And I know it's not the because same you, because you're not, because you know, what, you know you're, you're getting a paycheck. You're not fighting toward winning a championship or becoming, you know, the, the number one, you know, cable provider in the Southeast or something like that. So I know it's not the same, but I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that concept that you're talking about where in you, the employee, is going to take less to help management. Well, you, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like Amari Sotomayor right now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they paying me to sit around and do do nothing all day as it stands. So, and I'm okay. not going to uh, because of that because of my situation. But like you said, I'm not in a situation now where I'm trying to advance or do something more within this organization. 
Now, if I had a chance to another organization, and I know that the future there is better than the future here, and I had to take a little bit less money, knowing that further down the line, I have a chance to succeed more and make more money because of that, then yeah, I'm going to do it. People do that in their careers all the time. Some people go to better places to, that will offer them less money, but guess what? The, the perks, the benefits right. are better to make up for it. So in the situation of Miami or Wade, going back to an example that people was alluded to earlier, he'll take less money because he knows that the perks that they're going to give him after it's all said and done in a front office job doing nothing will make up for that. So, you know, that, that's all I'm saying. There are ways around it. Okay, okay. I, 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 I see your point. I, I don't agree with it, but I see your point. <laughs> the phone see, number to call what? in. See, you know what? So wait, well, hold on. See, you, you go guys, ahead, go ahead. And you, you and D-Man, see, you, you guys, the, this way of thinking, man, get your money, man, get your money, man, get your money, man. Get your man. money, man. See, that's, that's, that's the negative image that, that, that the black athletes have, or maybe athletes, we don't want to put a race on it, have right now. And as soon as players start accepting less money, then all of a sudden, it, you know, people want to look at it different. Man, people are just never damn satisfied in the world. People were crazy. No, I, I, just, I just think you have to maximize your opportunities. You, you, you're only going to – and what, what I don't want, if I'm Chris Bosh, and I'm not saying that 10 years from now Chris Bosh is going to be in the grocery store, he's going to be in Publix, he's going to write a check and it bounce. I'm not saying that at all. I hope and, and pray that not only Chris Bosh, but everybody under the sound of my voice is – Financially fruitful for the rest of their lives. My 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 thing is this: you don't want to, and this goes for everybody in life. You don't ever want to get to a point where you say, "What if?" or "What if?" or oh, "I should have done this. I should have done that." That's a lot of. I mean, and 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 here again, we don't know on on this side. We know what Houston has offered him. We don't know what Miami is saying. Okay, well, we'll give you this, you know, just so you can come back and play with us, or just so you can come back and run with us. You know, I mean, he's a third wheel in Miami. He's going to be third wheel in, in, in Houston. You know, it's, Houston may be a better fit, as as Sifo mentioned earlier, um, you know, because of the position and, and what he'd be able to do. He'd be going in the West, but I think if you put Bosch on that team and they surround, you know, and they come back with the same team, I, I don't know if they could beat San Antonio in a seven-game series, but it'd be, da- it'd be pretty damn close. You know, he Bosch. makes them that much better. Bosch you know, my, but my thing is, I, I just don't know where we as a society, where I, I don't know where that concept would come from, where I would take less money to make ownership. You know, Pat Riley has a job to do, just like Mickey Harrison, just like every other owner, every other GM, just like Phil Jackson. He has a job to do. His job is to, one, make sure he signs, he signs his star players and then surrounds them with talent. Signing your star players is signing your star players. It's not signing your star players at a discount. I'm not. I mean, they. Let's just keep it real. The big three gave the Heat a discount already beyond their their, their wildest imagination. Four straight finals. Not even talking about the money that they made off the that the Heat organization made off the court. They've profited from having these three guys there. So that goes without saying. But if I'm LeBron and I'm Bosch, no, I'm not giving you. No, I gave you a discount. I was, LeBron was making like fifteen million dollars. He's the best player in the game. He should be making thirty-five million dollars a year. 
No, but the hell with that. I'm not, I'm not taking less. Bosch is different. Bosch can go to Houston and automatically that, that, they're going to compete for a championship, right? Bosch right. going to Milwaukee or, or the Sixers or anything like that for that money is a different situation. That's when you're chasing money. What I don't understand is how come Tom Brady can accept less money and it's okay, but as soon as the black people do it or as soon as the NBA players do it, then all of a sudden it's a problem where they should get Brady, their money. I, you know, I don't even think it was race. Brady's, Brady's situation was different because Brady's wife – she makes more than she makes. She makes double. I think if Brady made forty that, million, she made eighty million. That doesn't matter, how It does Brady matter. Oh, it doesn't. The fundamental point is the fun. The, what I'm saying here is that Tom Brady took less money, so his team can and have more money to work with to improve the roster around him. That's the same situation that we're looking at with with LeBron James, Wade, and Bosch, or or. Dirk Nowitzki, who took less money. He didn't have to do that, but he did. You know, um, the Lakers just gave Kobe that money. They don't give a damn. They'll probably spend money anyway. But but, but the, 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 the core, uh, the, the thing about both situations is this, is this. Tom Brady took less money so he could approve the team. They didn't do it, and that's the risk you take. But you trust the organization to do that. And Pat Riley has proven that he can do that. Mark Cuban has proven that he will do what it takes to win if Dirk Nowitzki commits to his point. So that's all I'm saying. Look, look, if it was all about the money for some of these players, Wade wouldn't have walked away from 40-something million dollars. He just right. wouldn't have. Because he would have he been like you. He was like, look, I'm going to get my bread, man. You know, I only got a couple of years left. But, but Wade is more concerned about winning championships than getting his dough. He got his money. And, and yeah, he could have got more, but Wade, Wade is more concerned about winning rings. That's what he wants to do. So, and he, puts, he put himself at a big risk because he's not the $20 million player, dollar player anymore. Just like Kobe is, but that's a different story for another day. <laughs> the phone number to call in, 646 Four seven eight zero three five six. As as you can see, we're very very passionate tonight. Um, let, let's jump since we're in the subject of free agency. And like I said, we haven't we we haven't gotten to half the stuff that we wanted to talk about. But that's okay. I mean, when you guys call in, when the listening audience calls in, we love it because it gives us a chance to hear how you know everybody else is thinking. Um, FIFA, I'll start with you, man. Can you, we we talked a lot about LeBron. And Carmelo. I mean, obviously, if you, if you look up Bleacher Report or you turn on ESPN, you know they they would lead you to believe that these are the only free agents that are in play right now. Obviously, they are the two biggest free agents. Um, what other free agents out there do you think that can make a huge impact on a team that could be a difference maker? Um, you know, there's a couple restricted free agents I think could be different difference makers for the right team. I think the first one is Greg Monroe. Um, you know, Ooh, if, if somebody Detroit. offers something big, exactly, is Detroit going to match that? And I think that's the reason why we saw Josh Smith being shopped around earlier, you know, before the draft. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep all three of those guys. Because, you know, he, I think Drummond already signed his. And then he, Did and he you know he's going to come back. If, 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 yeah, if he, did, if, if he didn't, you know they're going to give him back. You know, so it's going to be... I, I, th- I think Andre Drummond, if somebody could prime him away, because I don't think Detroit's going to match him. Um, so I, I think he's definitely one. 
Chandler okay. Parsons. Oh, but yeah, I forgot about Chandler Parsons. Is, is he coming back to Houston, or, or where is he? Do you know where he may be rumored to go? I don't know. It, it, it all depends on Box. You know, Box okay. to Houston, I don't think they have the money to sign Chandler. So Chandler moves on. Where does he go? I don't know. I know Chicago's uh, looking for him, so I think he'll fit nicely in Chicago as well. Um, but I, I still think that puts a lot of pressure on D. Rose. So I don't know if that's big enough of a splash. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I'm glad you mentioned D. Rose because it's something I, I meant to throw out to you guys. Fifo, you're from Chicago. Uh, you're big D. Rose fan. We've talked about D. Rose. Um, you know, obviously all of us, uh, uh, hoping that Rose comes back healthy, regardless of whether or not they re-signed uh, Carmelo or not. Um, there was a report, and here again, go back to what Ken and I were talking about earlier. Uh, depending on what you believe, there was a report out early, uh, late last week that Rose was not involved at all in the recruitment of Carmelo. Um, he didn't take any meetings with him or anything like that. Um, and this was a similar stance that I think Rose had four years ago when there was a possibility that Bosch and Wade and LeBron could be possibly coming to Chicago. Uh, Rose's people said that, you know, he wasn't going to recruit anybody to come to Chicago. His thing was, if you sign, you sign. I'm not going to publicly come out and try to convince somebody why they should come here. Are you okay with that, or or is that, you know, Rose being, you know, a little stubborn? Um, You know, being from Chicago, being a point guard at that age, I I feel him. You know, I I know where he grew up. Like, it's tough. Like, it makes you you have a hard exterior. And sometimes, like, like playing out there, it's kind of like, I don't need nobody. Especially, like, D-Rose, you talk about that type of athlete. That type mm-hmm. of talent, I don't need nobody. I got it. I'm 22. I'm MVP. Man, I got it. You come if you want to come. I'll ball with you or without you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you have to build that when you grow up in the inner city and you play point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's the toughest position to me on the court because you have to be able to do a little bit of everything and you have to control the game and you have to close out the game. But he can tell you he played high school ball. You try to get the ball mm-hmm. to the point guard so he'll knock down free throws. You have to have that type of confidence in him. Mm-hmm. So it's a toughest position, and, and I understand his mentality. But here's the thing. I think that he didn't necessarily was verbally recruiting him, but I, I, I think it's ironic that it was just so happened D. Rose was working out while Carmelo was in the building. Okay. Then, you know what I'm saying? Like, like. So I, I don't think that D. Rose was vocal and like, hey, you know what I'm saying, yo, come to Chicago like Joe Kim has been doing. But I mm-hmm. definitely think that watching him play and being like, okay, he's not broke down. Like, you know, I, I think that that's a pitch in itself. That's part of the pitch. D. Rose doesn't have to verbally be part of it. You know, D. Rose said, what up? What's good? He, he, you know what I mean? He's not being unfriendly. He's just out there doing what he's doing. You saw if he could play or not. And now it makes a decision, like like you guys were saying earlier, do you want to win or do you want money? But like I was telling Ken, I think that you can sometimes get both, like Bosch, like Rashad mm-hmm. Lewis. You know, we didn't right. Rashad Lewis. Rashad Lewis signed a $118 million contract. He wasn't a brand either. But it was just the perfect situation. Bosch, mm-hmm. Like Bosch and Houston is the perfect situation. So I don't blame him for go, go getting his money. 
That's twenty that's twenty two million dollars a year. That's six more million and I still don't have state tax. So I'm making the same what I was making in Florida. So yeah, man. Uh if I'm boss I'm taking the money. Uh, I can't even front because I still could win a ring. <laughs> I might win a ring before LeBron do. Exactly. But I'm just saying, you might. Exactly, exactly. What What about you, B? Um, any uh, what What free agents jump out at you as far as you know could be the pieces to uh, the puzzle toward a title? Ooh, to a title. I wasn't thinking of title. I was more thinking just like a good pickup. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead, go ahead. Good, Either way, I thought I thought Warriors got a good pickup in um, Sean Livingston. Uh, I oh, think I think he's going to definitely. Yeah, I think he's going to be a nice, you know, guard, combo guard to have coming off the bench, you know, backing up uh, Clay Thomas and uh, Stephen Curry. I think I think that's going to be perfect. I think that's going to be a, a good spark to have on the bench, you know, because, you know, we already know what they starting lineup is capable of doing. So I think I think Sean Livingston was a good pickup. Um, I'm curious to know, you know, y'all, y'all keep having this damn faith in Greg Oden. Why not? Um, <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not hey, that kid's a, boy. Why not? Why not give Omega Okafor a try? A try. I think he's a free agent, right? That, that's a big, that's a center that can rebound and block shots. I mean, he can't he can't really do nothing really special on the offensive end, but he he can protect the basket. He can he, he can rebound. He's tall and he can block shots. So why not give why not give Okafor a shot if you Miami Heat? You know, give him a call and see see how what up what up. I give you a gem, Patrick Young. Why don't they get him? He's a he's a uh, undrafted rookie. Yeah, you talking about Miami? From, uh, Florida. from Florida? Yeah, that's what I'm like, yeah, I love that dude's before. energy, man. But, but yeah, but how? how he's not no center, bro. How he like what six eight, six nine? How tall is he? He's I think he's like six nine. Um, he's a big body, but he I, I don't know about him playing the five spot in the NBA. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, good bench player, a good dude to bring off the bench, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, but I yeah, think I was they thinking. need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking like a starting center. Like, why not, you know, highlight Omega Okafor? You know what I'm saying? Someone that, someone that's healthy, healthy can, and that can block. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, that, I mean, that's that's you know, I, I think I think like I said, Sean Livingston, that was a good pickup from him. Um, well, is, is Chicago sticking with DJ Augustine? Is 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 he still with Chicago or is any other teams looking at him? I, Cause think I, I heard he, my, I heard my fist. I think he's unrestricted. Start. I heard my Pistons was looking at um, Isaiah Thomas from uh, from Sacramento, and I'm like, well, cool. If he come, get Brandon Jennings' ass out the door. Um, and, you know, I don't know if Greg Monroe, is, I, I heard Lakers was looking at him, but then it's like, okay, well, you got Julius Randle, or are you going to want you gonna want Julius Randle to come off the bench and back up Greg Monroe if they don't stick with Paul Gasol? But, you know, rumors, this was rumors going on saying Greg Monroe wanted Josh Smith traded. I'm like, hell yeah, get Josh Smith's ass out of here. But, you know. I, I didn't want to get rid of Josh Smith because we, I think we paid him way too much money. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought Sean Livingston was a good was a was a was a good key pickup, man. A, a good guard to come in and wrestle with guards, man. I'll start guards. I thought that was, thought that was nice. Thought that was good. And I'm interested to see where Luau Day is going to go. I, you know, I heard. Yes. I, I was hearing Miami. You know, Miami was looking at him, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, and I thought Kyle. Yeah, and I, I guess Collison went where the money went because they say Kings, he signed with the uh, Sacramento Kings. I was like, well, I guess he want to back up Chris Paul no more. So, you know, and, and I hope that does bring Isaiah Thomas towards our way because 
you look at Isaiah Thomas' numbers and Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's numbers, it's pretty damn near identical. Like, like mm-hmm. neck and neck. Like, if you, if yeah, you, if somebody you put, tweeted me that uh, last week. I mean, like, yeah, Kyrie put, and, and Isaiah Thomas from Sacramento King, their numbers I mean, were identical. I, and to, be, and to be honest with you, I think Isaiah Thomas' assist was more, actually. I think his assist per game was more than Kyrie's. But, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if my fans would get him a Stan Van Gunny. If Stan Van Gunny can get rid of that Brandon Jennings and Josh Smith in the offseason, I would be very happy. But I don't know if that's going to happen, though. I doubt I think I think, I think Monroe's going to go somewhere. I think he might end up – I think he might lead the Pistons and they're going to put Josh Smith at the power forward at his natural position. What about what about Powell? What about Powell Gasol? Because his name was uh, rumored to possibly go to Miami. Uh, he was, and I, and I think Powell, I think ultimately he still wants to, because Powell has fallen out of favor with Laker management, but Powell loves playing with Kobe, and Kobe loves playing with Powell. And I, I don't think, I think if Powell comes back, he's definitely coming back for Kobe and nobody else, because I don't think he likes the buses at all. Um but there was discussion about him possibly going to OKC. Uh, there was some discussion about him signing with Miami. Um, any, anybody got any ideas where Powell may, may where he may wind up? There's, there's talk about him possibly going to New York to join Phil Jackson and Derek Fisher. Um, wh- what about Powell Gasol? I think it, I think it really depends on I guess what other free agency splash that Lakers make. I mean. I, if, if Lakers don't get mellow and they don't really get, they don't really make a splash this free agency, I, I think you just all gonna be like, man, fuck that, I ain't going back to that weak ass team. You know what I'm saying? Because all you all you got is a Kobe coming off of a, a of Achilles injury, and I mean you got a rookie Julius Randle. Um, who who who, that, who else they got? Who, who else the Lakers got? That's what I'm saying. They really, like, to be honest, they, they don't have. They yeah, only have yeah. like two or three players signed. Under uh, under yeah, contract Steve thus far, Nash, you got you got you got forty year old Steve Nash. I mean, Lakers don't got no. If, if Lakers don't make a splash as free agents, man, they gonna be whack again. Kobe gonna lose his damn mind. They gonna be whack, and I and I won't blame Paul Gasol if he, if he don't go back there. So I mean, I, I could you're right, Kyle. I could see him probably going to a, um to a New York Knicks because you know he's familiar with that triangle offense. He won a championship under Phil Jackson, so I can see that. I mean, I can see. You know that happened. He was was he was, was he teammates with Derek Fisher when they won um, in oh yeah oh nine yeah. Oh, okay okay yeah so yeah I can see I can I can definitely see Gasol going there perhaps if if Phil Jackson able to move Amari Spadamari and free up that cap space yeah I, I can see that I can definitely see Paul Gasol going to uh, New York and especially if Melo staying in New York you know Paul Gasol is like well shit why am I going to this damn weak ass Lakers team for in a tougher conference <laughs> I can I can be, yeah I well can I don't like ownership. Yeah, I can be on the Eastern Conference, and, you know, in, in, in a you know a, a less competitive conference, and, and, and have a chance to compete in the Eastern Conference and probably play in the finals. So, yeah, if I'm part of the fall, I'm highly considering, you know, going to New York. Depending on, especially if Lakers, like I said, Lakers don't make no splashes off these this free agents. Definitely, definitely, definitely. We're going to jump back to the line. I see my man Mo is back on the line. Before we jump to Mo, uh, Ken, I want to throw something out that my man Roll Tied in, in the chat room throughout. Uh, he said Tom Brady took less money because he's a sucker. And as you can see, the Pats didn't spend it on weapons. Think about it, man. He took less money, and they still didn't give him a receiver. His best tight end, his his, his best tight end, spent most of the year, you know, with a broken arm last year. 
and his other tight end is, is about to do a bid. Look, man. So what do you have to say about Look. Tom Brady, man? You know what I have to say about that? I have to say that, that obviously he wasn't listening. Listening. What I said <laughs> that Tom, Brady, Tom Brady took less money to improve the team. He trusted the organization, and the organization failed to do what they said they were going to do. But Tom Brady did it because he wanted to win. The rest is on the organization. That's all I'm saying. The conversation about should players take less money to win. And uh, you know what? Tom Brady was like, you know what? I'll take less money if you guys are going to do what you're going to do. Um, they did not. At Raleigh has so far shown that he, you know, he's going to do what he's going to say he's going to do. And um, until, you know, he proved otherwise, then I don't see anything wrong with those guys, you know, doing that. So, you know, yeah, man, that, that's what I consider that. That's not Tom Brady's fault. He, 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 no, he, he went for the, he went for it. And they let no him down. No doubt. Right now, let's jump back to the phone. I like I said, my man Mo. He called in a little early. He's back with another comment. Mo, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, you know we can talk sports all day, man. I'm sitting here, man, just loving what y'all got going on, man. But all right, no doubt. Two things I want to I want to comment on. Um, Go ahead. You and I talked talked last week about uh, Isaiah Thomas. And I was saying Isaiah Thomas would be a huge pickup for anybody, especially for the Pacers. They never had a point guard that can get them any, any, any type of set. I mean, they, they get Isaiah Thomas at a point. They can move George Hill to the two guard because he can't necessarily run a team. I mean, he don't get nobody in sets. I mean, he can knock down an open shot, but Isaiah Thomas scores. He gets everybody else involved. And, you know, although he's small, he's a great on-the-ball on the defender, but he's got the big boy behind him in Hibbert that, can, that protects the rim. Hopefully he'll have, hey, have a better season. That, that, that locker room was so dysfunctional, but I expected them to rebound from what went on this year. But, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is a, is a big free agent that's out there. You know, and also that, that Greg Monroe. I mean, it was all, you know, I'm right here in Rock Hill, which is board of Charlotte. You know, they were mm-hmm. talking about Greg Monroe, you know, even last year, but you know, they didn't have the pieces to kind of give Detroit for Greg Monroe to come over um, to play to play, to play beside Big Al. Okay. Yeah, what, what's the talk up in Charlotte, man? Because the Bobcats quietly have assembled a pretty good team. Um, new new head coach last year, took them to the playoffs. Uh, you know, obviously they got bounced out in the first round, but still, you know, positive things uh, going on in Charlotte. What, what's up with the uh, – well, excuse me, not the Bobcats. They're now the – Hornets now. What's, the, what's Hornets. up with the Hornets? What's, what's the word around Charlotte? We well, you know there's a big thing, man. You know they're building off of, off of um, next year, going to last year, going to the playoffs. They got some money. They need that big two. Gerald Henderson is just not cutting the mustard. They need no. that big two, and they made a big mistake. You know, I like Kid Gilchrist, but they should have. That's that's the year they really should have taken Harrison Barnes out of North Carolina. He's the big two. Right. He gets his own shot. He can shoot. You know, he defends. I mean, Kid Gilchrist, he's only a defender. He doesn't really give you a lot of points in the fourth, in the fourth quarter. He's actually a project, if you ask me. I thought maybe, you know, since they didn't draft Harrison Barnes, they probably should have went after that kid young from Kentucky instead of taking, you know, the kid from Indiana. Right. I mean, because, mm-hmm. I mean, they took the um, the power four from Indiana on this shit. Yeah, uh, uh, Cody, Zeller. Zeller. Cody Zeller. Zeller, yeah. Cody Zeller. Nah, yeah. nah, they got they took Zeller last year. See, that's that's the problem. They took Bismarck. They talking Bismarck. about
Right. Okay. Yeah, they okay. They took, they took two power forwards prior to taking that kid from Indiana this year. So, so what are you saying about Bismarck? I guess he's not going to play, and they don't have a lot of faith in Zeller. That's why they went mm-hmm. after another power forward. They need that big two. Yeah, they probably should have packaged some stuff up to go out, you know, get them a, a proven two guard like Harrison Barnes and go go to state. But you know who they can get though? They can get Lance Stevenson, and I agree oh, that's, with that's, you. Right. And, and, and that's, here's that's, the thing: Lance Stevenson fits like a glove there because Kemba. And and I I don't know if I told B this, but I know I definitely told my brother. Kemba is a guy I always thought would be six man off the bench. Like he he's like a a great Bobby Jackson. I don't think that he could be a starting point guard on a winning team. But that's why basketball pieces to a puzzle because if you bring in Lance Stevenson, now he can kind of run the Austin pseudo and Kemba's a gun for his shot because he's a flat out scorer. He's a scorer. He's not really a point guard. And if you get a guy like Lance that could come in, kind of run the team here and there, and Kemba, when he gets hot, you let him go? Oh, that's a problem. That's a, that's a big two right there because Lance allows that to happen. You know what I'm saying? And right. That, that also that's, they they definitely were talking about Lance down here. So, I mean, it just depends on how much money Jordan wants to spend. I feel you. You know I mean? He's out there. I mean, you know, we're looking at, we got to probably, he's looking at probably about a, Probably fifty fifty five million dollar contract. And it's, I mean, we have the money. We definitely have the money. So I mean, unless he would definitely be a big piece. I mean, he's a big two guard. He can score. He puts the ball on the floor. I mean, Gerald Henderson, he's catch and shoot guy. He can't put the ball on the floor at all. So now the question I have for you, and I'll throw it out to you since uh, my man uh, Slick Homie Juan threw it out to us on Twitter. Um, you know, is 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 Stevenson worth the max money? Uh, he he was. It looks like Indiana made a play for him. I think it was like for like forty-four million over four years, something like that. Um, but it was—it wasn't a max. I think it, it came out to like eight million dollars a year. Um, is he worth a max contract? Or let me let me rephrase that: Is he worth what he's looking for on the open market? Yeah, to the right team. I think so. I'm not to the right so. team. I mean, yeah, I mean because that goes back to the, the argument we had last week. You know, and um, somebody mentioned it earlier. Is Kyrie a max guy? Oh yeah. I mean, I tell. I, okay, I, I will say this right here. Let me mention three things. Um, Kyrie has never played a full season as a professional. That's been three seasons or collegiate. You know what? He was the number one pick for Cleveland, but he's had two number one picks chosen after him, which means they've been in the lottery every year. And he has never taken Cleveland to even sniff the postseason. So you mean to tell me that the Hornets have a much better roster than Cleveland? Well, I mean, if, if your best player gets hurt, then, I mean, you can't. It's hard. You know, if, if you, you remove your you best player, I mean, look at Chicago. I got you. Okay, I got you. But, but my thing is, you know, somebody made, made a good point. It's not to the right team. I mean, yeah, to the right team. Some teams that, that was going to give Kyrie ninety million, but not a lot of teams. I mean, man, he had so to take his team to the playoffs. Do you think? Do you think Stevenson's the the? <laughs> I don't even want to get into the blowing in the ear, but his on the court antics. I mean, he's not a guy who's got any. At least to my knowledge, he hasn't got any trouble off the court. His <laughs> on the court stuff. If I say this right, do you Katie, think that that hurts him? No, nah, not necessarily because. 
they had no that team had no spark before Stevenson started doing that. Stevenson looked looked like the best player on that team. He was the only one that went out there and was was willing to put up any type of fight in that series. Paul George didn't step up. Hibbert was did Hibbert play? David West was hurt. <laughs> I think I have more points than Hibbert. <laughs> yes, I mean so I mean without Lance Stevenson trying to give them a little spark. They they were they had nothing in that series, man. So no, nah, I don't think that hurts him, man. The guy just wants to win, man. He has a passion for the game. He's from NY. Come on, man. You know how it how it is in the brick. Definitely. You got anything else for us tonight, man? Nah, man. Hey, I'm just sitting here listening, man, enjoying the soundtrack. Just listening to y'all bounce, bounce your know, comments back and forth, man. I'm loving it, man. My wife's sitting there shaking her head. <laughs> hey man, thanks for the support, man. Definitely appreciate it, man. All right, man. Have a good night, man. Thanks for having me. All right, no problem. Peace. Phone number, mo call six four six four seven eight zero three five. Damn, we we've only got like twelve minutes left in the show. Uh, time is really flown flown by. Um, that's what usually happens when we're on the air. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You are locked in live to Dead End Sports. Um. Next question I have for you in regards of coaching, uh, particularly coaching in the NBA. And the reason why I came to this question was, and I'll start first with you, FIFO, because I know you coach um, as well. I, I hear people saying, and I've always heard people saying disparaging things about Eric Spolstra and the job that he did in Miami. And the knock was, well, I mean, how much coaching is he really doing? I mean, he's got LeBron James. He's got Dwayne Wade. He's got Chris Bosh. Um, there's been a similar knock, and, and I don't think that it's fair, a similar knock on Phil Jackson when you know people talk about the fact that he is 11 rings, and they say, oh, well, he's only coached you know, three of the greatest players of, you know, of the, the modern era, you know, Shaq, Jordan, and, and, and Kobe, and four if you throw in Pippen. Um, so the question I have for you guys, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, how important is coaching in the NBA? FIFA, I'll start with you. How important, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, how important is coaching in the NBA? Um, you know, that question, I saw that question. I said, you know, I really hope you get to this one. And I love this one because, honestly, when I read that, I think in the NBA, is compl- I think it's a different animal. And I think that I think it's more about your system and how you can adapt it to a player than the actual coach. Like, I think when you're younger, when you're teaching children, it's different than the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So, so you're not really teaching the game. You're just teaching systems and holding players accountable. Like, when you're younger, it's really a lot about coaching. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you're, cause you're not teaching really any more fundamentals is, is, is just a system so but honestly I, I think that in the NBA it's about a seven and a half to eight because without the right coach that has a proven system and a coach that can adapt his system to his players you're not going to win you're just not going to win and and that's the problem with the Mike Woodson can you imagine Mike Woodson being able to have an offensive system where he could tailor to players with his defensive capability Mm-hmm. That's why I think he's an assistant coach. I love him. Great coach. Larry Drew, the same way. Like, they don't have – maybe they don't have the players. You know, so I don't, I don't want to always – but 
Woodson had Joe Johnson. Woodson had Carmelo. These guys could put up buckets. And your offense was never prolific. It was always mediocre at best. Right. Just like with uh, Mike Brown. But your defenses are great. So, to me, it's it, like you have to have a system. You have to have a belief. Look at Scott Brooks. Scott Brooks is getting by because Westbrook and Durant are in their prime. They don't really need a better than everybody. That's why they win. But look at Blake. Some players need to look at Blake how he scores. I really think it's more about this. But you definitely need a great championship to win. So it, it's both and that's why it is. You're breaking up a little bit, people. Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit toward the end. Um, wh- what about you, uh, B, uh, coaching, man? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, man, what, how, how important is it? Uh, oh, man. I know uh, Greg Pop is showing us why it's down there like a nine and a half. <laughs> why coaching <laughs> right. important. I mean, you know, because, you know, like you got to think, for the past 15 years, you know, the Spurs have been, oh, man, like it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty high, but at the same time, you got to have the players that believe in that system. Yeah, you can have a system all you want, a good system mm-hmm. and everything, but if the players don't buy into it, it it could it could make Greg Popovich not look like a nine and a half and make him look more like a four and a half or five. You know what I'm right. saying? But he had he had mature enough. He just so happened to look up and have the mature enough players to believe in that system and follow that system. And look where look where look what they've been doing for the past fifteen years in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> and you know same thing with with, with a Chuck Daly. You know Chuck Daly. You know the players believed in his system. And, you know and Larry Brown. The players believe in the system and and, and they and they listen and they and they and they work. You know, same thing with you know. Let's look, Phil Jackson. The year when Doug Collins had Michael Jordan, whatever system he had them doing, obviously it wasn't working. I mean, I clearly granted, yeah, Pippen Pippen was getting better season after season. Pippen wasn't the Pippen right. he was when they beat the Pistons than he was in '87, '88. But but sure, when Phil Jackson got there and when he implemented his system and the players believed in that system and they was coachable. Look what happened. Six championships later, you know, with the Chicago Bulls. You know, he got to L.A. Made Shaq and Kobe believe in that system, and, and they listened. You know, it, it's like you, you can throw – you can say, yeah, Phil Jackson had, you know, Michael Jordan, but if, can you throw with George Carl on that Chicago Bulls team when they won six championships? You know, mm-hmm. maybe not because maybe he probably mm-hmm. had a different system for them to go by that maybe it had made Michael Jordan look nice but made Pippen and Robin not look good or, or but, in the position to to be good. So, but, you know, but, 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 but here's hard. the thing, though. But I'm saying George Carl has a proven track record. This, this guy's like, what is he, like top 10, top 15 in all-time yeah, wins? So, so, so he could win. And he, and he had a system that implemented two players just the same way. Listen, I didn't say he's not going to win no championship. Well, he wins six of them, though, people. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's right, that's what, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he probably he probably won about you know two or three, maybe. I'm, I'm just guessing. Maybe you with Jordan them with his system, but I don't. I mean, I don't know what. I don't know if he gets six. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I mean, so, so you're yeah. saying that he would be Spoelstra. He would be Spoelstra in Chicago. He would be Spoelstra in Chicago. He would only win like two out of four. 
Maybe. I mean, evidently they believe in that Phil Jackson system, man. I mean, you never know. He could. He probably would have coached him, and, and maybe Jordan and Pippen probably wouldn't have believed in that system at some point, or wouldn't have kept believing that system. So you never know. You never yeah, know. I mean, it's hard to say. But, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's hard to say. But he, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I disagree because there's plenty of coaches with great records, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you're 100 percent right. Okay. You have to. I'm, I'm, gonna, throw, I, I'm, to gonna, I'm gonna throw this one out. I'm, I'm gonna throw this one out here, people. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, we had Larry Brown. Bam, we went. We went to two back-to-back finals. Mm-hmm. Larry Brown left. We had another good coach that was proven that was winning. He probably didn't win a lot in the playoffs, but he was winning like. 55, 60 games in the regular season, we brought in Flip Saunders. I thought, I already knew it was a mistake, but people thought it was okay. <laughs> no. But, but, but you, I, I've, I've never flipped. been a Flip Saunders fan. And look at his I, know, I haven't either. I, I haven't either. But, I mean, his record doesn't I mean, speak well. Not, I said not in the postseason. I said not in the postseason. I didn't say regular season. He, he won right. a lot of games. Before he had coached the Pistons, he, he took Minnesota to the Western Conference Finals. You know what I'm saying? That they... Uh, uh, the year when they lost to the Lakers in 2004. So, I mean, before then, Flip Saunders, he was, he, I, I consider him a regular season coach. He's going to put up, he's going to give you 50, 60 wins in the regular season, but then come playoffs, he always chokes. So, that's why I'm, that, just like you, I've never been a, a Flip Saunders fan. But when he got there, the Pistons, I mean, those players, they were mature enough that they didn't believe in the system. And, and look what happened. We was we we got beat by a by by a one man team. Ain't no way, Larry. Ain't no way. We had Larry Brown coaching us. It was no way we would have let LeBron uh, beat us single handedly. He would have made he would have made somebody else beat us. Larry Brown would. I think if Larry Brown was coaching us, we would have lost the Cleveland Cavaliers that 2007 in the Eastern Conference Finals. That year, that LeBron went berserk. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know about I was that. like, that, 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 no, that was his MJ no way. I don't know, B. You don't make no. That was his MJ moment. You don't make no. Watch the highlight. You don't make no defense adjustment. You don't make no defense adjustment. Watch You were taking three people. You were taking no, three yeah, people. Yeah, I, I don't know. You can't say that. No, and and, and no. Detroit Larry, had a squad Larry, that year too. Larry, I don't know. Larry, Larry, Larry Brown would not have let one person beat us. Greg Popovich didn't let one person beat them. That same 2007 Cavaliers squad that got swept in the finals. Greg Pop wasn't having that shit. Larry Brown wouldn't be having that shit either. We still had Larry Brown. That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay. What about you, Ken, man? Um, scale of one to ten, with ten being the highest. Uh, where where do you rank coaching in the NBA? Um, I'll, I'll give it a seven. Miami Heat. They don't go to four. You don't go to four finals. Um, without uh, Bolstra. Um, yeah, he needed the players to get there. But he had to help coach them there. And, and let's not forget, they went the first year when they were still trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made the system around, which is one of the key points for people, to help them, you know, at least win two titles. And, um, and, and look, we don't even have to speak about Popovich. Popovich is the ultimate coach who's proven that his system, his ability to coach can be anybody, any team, at any given time. On, on any given night, and and he's proven that for decades. And uh, yep. and regardless of what players you put in it, because he has a system and he's a great coach, just like people said. So um, so yeah, man, I give it a seven, man. You you can you can give you can have good players all day, but if you don't have a coach to make it all work and put it together, it, it won't mean a damn thing. That's true. That is so true. 
We'll get notification, man. We've got about 60 seconds left, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night, man. Definitely appreciate the love. Took phone calls from my man Mo, uh, Manavir, uh, Grover, and, uh, and, my, and our boy Q. Definitely appreciate the love. Appreciate everybody tweeting with us on Twitter. Uh, definitely uh, everybody on Facebook and, and everybody who's checked out the website. Make sure that you keep the comments coming. Continue to hit us up. Remember, we're being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night, so in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. Um, that's going to do it for this week. So for B, for FIFO, for Kyle, uh, excuse me, for, for Ken, I'm your host, Tom Kyle. We'll holler you next week. The hell was that? I don't know. <laughs>